<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, now it's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Here we go. I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. Somebody in chat said D Dave laughed, but was it though? Mm -hmm. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. That's right. It's Dave Willimowski. Dave! Hey, how are you doing, buddy? I was. I always forget you're talking about me. I'm doing good. I had a, I had a good day, a very productive day. Ooh. I'm, I'm excited about that. When I get a lot done at work, it makes me mm -hmm. feel good about myself. But I had a good day. How are you doing? Yeah. Isn't that a weird feeling that you feel good about yourself because you got a lot done for them, but then you come home and don't yeah. get anything done, and you're right back to square <laughs> one? Yep. Or is that that's just me? The... I don't know. I don't know. I'm projecting. No, that's existence. No, yeah, I'm that's projecting it. on you. I'm sorry. It's my mistake. No. <laughs> All right. Um, I had a pretty good day. I hit a turtle today. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really sad. Eh. Like it's a turtle. Yeah, but you know, he he shouldn't have been there, you know? No. But yeah, but it's... then but here's the thing though, like I thought about it cuz cuz what else am I going to do for like the next hour that I have at work after I hit the turtle? So I'm sitting here all yeah. I'm doing, I'm thinking about the turtle that I hit and I thought to myself yeah. In in my mind's eye, I can visualize him lined up perfectly with the track of my tires. And mm. I remember his little head actually sticking up. You know how like they can stick oh. their neck up out of yeah. the shell to look? Yeah. And he was just looking right at it. Oh. And and it and it occurs to me he KMS'd. Oh. It was death by Allen. I didn't realize that that was something in the animal kingdom. They can KMS. Yeah. Huh. Wow. So, so you, you did them a favor. Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, okay. <laughs> That's a different conversation altogether. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, a... But I'm so happy that everyone is here because we have a banger of an episode tonight. Huge, huge guests coming on later in the show, but also... This is an Alan Mosley TV exclusive. Listen to this, guys. Now, people all around the United States are leaping to choose sides due to the recent news out in the Middle East. Uh, latest na national tragedy somewhere else. So naturally, Americans must weigh in. Are you on the side oh, of yeah. Israel? Are you on the side of Palestine? But we like to be fair and balanced here on It's Too Late. And so out of, out of the sake of being fair and balanced, we're going to interview exclusively the leader of Hamas ladies and gentlemen give it up for Ishmael Haniyeh the leader of Hamas Mr. Haniyeh welcome to the show thank you so much it's great to be with you but please don't call me Mr. Haniyeh that was my father call me Ishmael you get it call me Ishmael because if you see my taste of women you know I'm a sucker for a white whale <laughs> Uh, thank, thank you so much. Um, I want to get right to the question, Ishmael, that everyone wants answered. Why did you do it? Why did you launch this attack on Israel? Oh, no. Hamas didn't do it. We would never do such a thing. 
Islam is the religion of pieces. Of of pieces? I I think don't you mean Islam is a religion of peace? No, pieces. Like all the pieces we blew the Israelis into. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we aren't responsible. Oh, oh no. I can't I can't believe you, you just said that. Um all right. But just this very day, the government of Israel is, is quite sure that it was, in fact, you that is responsible for the attack over the over the weekend. In fact, Benjamin Netanyahu himself, the prime minister of Israel, said, and I quote, we didn't start the war, but we're going to finish it. I mean, what do you have to say about that? Oh, such ugly threats for such an ugly man. I don't like that Benjamin Netanyahu one bit. We have a history, he and I. He took my girl one night and told her, I'll show you what it's like to be with a clipped man. Very inappropriate. Very inappropriate. Oh, no. He, 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 took, your, he took your girl, Mr. Hanye. But, but, but wait a minute. Why did, why did she go with him? Oh, it wasn't a surprise. You see, she always did like a little up the top. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I, I think that's enough, and frankly, that's enough from our audience as well. Uh, but, but, but listen, Ishmael, we're, we're out of time. But, but please, out of respect to you, just like all of our guests, uh, tell the folks at home where they can go to find more of your content and support your endeavors. Yes, yes. Thank you for asking. I direct everyone to our website where they can get updates and donate to our cause. That's www.cia.gov. Wow, that's well, ladies and gentlemen. That 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 was Ishmael Haye, the the leader of Hamas. Um, Dave, Dave, what do you think about that? Oh, um, <laughs> it's that was neat. I can't believe you got him on the show and during the monologue too. Not like that's the main guest. You know, it was, it was cool. I, you know, a lot of people are going to judge us for that, but I got to say, he was genuine. You know, yeah, he seemed like. He's a like straight a real shooter. guy, real down to earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's someone he's he's someone you can have a beer with, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack some jokes. Well, as long as it's jokes and not jokes. <laughs> uh, guys, we have a fantastic <laughs> show for you tonight. The great Pete Canones, the Pete Canones show, is going to be on later to talk about the recent news out of the Middle East. But we're going to be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Don't go away. the show everybody let me tell you this beauty is its various forms this isn't even this isn't even in english listen to this what beauty is its various forms appeals to you 
I mean, I guess they are Asian, so it's not like I expect them to be perfect oh, yeah. English, but Jesus Christ. Beauty is its various forms appeals to you. Okay. <clears throat> so there there you are. That's that's your fortune for for this evening. I'm I'm going to um, I'm going to use that. Yeah. We we for, we forgot to talk about Fox's Sons Coffee at the We did. But you know, would Steve want hit an ad for his business to play right after the interview <laughs> with the leader of Hamas? I don't know, Steve's pretty crazy. Yeah, actually he probably would have would have enjoyed it. Uh but let me tell you about tonight's other sponsor, which is the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at tnhotsauceco.com. If you use promo code it's too late. All one word, it's too late. You get ten percent off oh. your order. Check this out right here. Nice. I've got the poblano jalapeno. And if you look right here on the side, check that out. It's actually quite personable. Oh. How about that? Oh. Yeah. You, I like that. Not not every hot sauce experience has to result in you having, like, a nuclear reaction in the bathroom. You know, like, sometimes you can just mm -hmm. enjoy yourself. You ever That's ever been known favorite. to just enjoy yourself in the bathroom, Dave? Yeah. You know, I, I hope I'm not known for doing that. I'll just <clears throat> stop there. Yeah. Let me, here, hold on. I got you. <laughs> um, hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for meme of the week. <laughs> My horny ass can't join Hamas. <laughs> Are they allowed to do that? That's that's a pretty clearly an AI picture day. But if it's not, oh, you know, I mean, they were addressed at the appropriate garb. It's not like it's their fault. Mm -hmm. Everything was covered. Yeah. That's why they have to dress that way. Mm -hmm. That's why. But we do have an animated bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. Just tell the truth. <laughs> Is that true, Dave? Is that how that works? No, I was never given that option. Oh, okay. I just had to tell the truth. Well, yeah, but, you know, but no, with you being a dad, if they tell you the oh, truth, me. do you then oh, reward yeah. their honesty with, you know, pain? They keep the rage in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good Good on you. Good on yeah. you. Yeah. That's a new age father that doesn't doesn't take the pain that he endured and project it on his children. Yeah. Yeah. I crush it down. Yeah. See, I don't have kids, so I just have to project my pain on you in the pre-shows. Yeah, it makes me feel like a kid again. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, we're already uh, four minutes over. Okay. Because oh, the, yeah, the guest are. interview is super long. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're way out of time. So, you okay. know what that means. Time for mail. Yeah, time, time is your mail, yeah. Uh, really quick, we're only going to do a few, so if your viewer mail gets skipped, I'm really sorry, but we're way over time. Uh, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Dave, is an armadillo with leprosy just a dillo? Not a pun, but still fun funny. Leprosy is tragic, <laughs> but but is a comedy goldmine. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we learned something about Andrew tonight. Yeah. He, he, He's very... he sees the joy in other people's pain. Mm -hmm. So You have to. Yeah. 
Josh Wright writes, Dear Alan and Dave, if you were a professional wrestler, he he actually did write wrestler. Uh, course, what yeah. would your ring name be, Dave? What's your oh What's your wrestling name? Um, uh, the 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 big Polak. <laughs> I don't think they'll let you do that. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I didn't re- I didn't read the viewer mail this week. <laughs> Gee, the big Polak. My god! What like? Yeah. Because then it's like, well, I wonder, I wonder what this black guy's ring name would be, huh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's why you can't be the big pole lock. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Aaron, Aaron's got a better suggestion. Just the big pole. The big pole. The yeah, big pole. That's not as. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be swinging and banging. Oh. Yeah. Because that's because that's my signature move. I'm swinging and oh. banging. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Tim Weissall writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, have you ever cheated in a card game? Dave, you ever been known to cheat in a card game?" Oh, I would never. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think I ever have. I, w- I wouldn't even know how. Okay, yeah. so it's not. It's not for a lack of want. It's for a lack of how. Yeah, if it was easy to do, I might. But okay, I don't mm. know. Just lazy. See, we we don't we don't have the time for in tonight's <laughs> segment to discuss. The the ethical dilemma raised when Dave says, "If it were easy, I would do more evil." But since yeah, it's hard, just... I'm just too lazy to hurt you. That's what. All right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I summed that up pretty good. Fucking heathen. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ryan Seifert writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, should we lay off the Jew jokes for a while? Boy, you don't want to tune into tonight's show." Um, what do you think, Dave? Are are you one of these people that feels like whenever there's a tragedy around something that it's not appropriate to to make light of things? No, no, definitely have to make fun of everything because usually the things that are dictated at tragic is by you know the media, so you have to mock them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, people are people making Jew jokes because I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, see, th- here's the thing is because I, I, I really want to because people are already bringing up in chat like, well, like 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 with 9-11 and stuff. See, yeah. here's the thing, guys. I don't I don't make jokes about things because I'm trying to be like edgy or hip. I make jokes mm-hmm. about things because I hate them personally. Oh, it's from the heart. Yeah, that's me. It's from the heart. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Uh, boy, Dave, what are you drinking there? Just water. God damn it. That's when you were supposed to say... What were you supposed to say, Dave? Juice? You're drinking juice? Oh. <laughs> That's a callback. Oh, it's Fox and Sons Coffee. It's amazing. <sighs> My God. And Steve just got here, too. My goodness, Steve. This is what happens when I'm... you're not here to supervise us. All right. Uh, Brooke, Brooke Atkinson writes, Dear Alan and Dave, which is superior, facial hair or no facial hair? The correct, the objectively correct answer is no facial hair. Dave, what do you think? Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> it's definitely facial hair. That's what makes you a man. Yeah, it's definitely no facial hair. All right. Um, <laughs> that just that just gives something to be yanked, you know? Yeah. Well, if joke's on you, I'm into that. And finally this evening, Marilyn Willimowski writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what's... Oh, excuse me. Dear Alan and Dave. Uh Uh-oh. 
What's your favorite dipping sauce for chicken tenders slash nuggets? Did you forget the dipping sauce, Dave? No, no, we had we. Well, yeah, we had we had what we need. Usually, the whole family usually does barbecue or mm. ranch. Ooh, ranch is gross. No, ranch is good with basically anything except ice cream. Ranch is um, gross. No, ranch is gross. Yes, honey, but honey mustard, I think, like a good honey mustard. I made my own. So I, I don't know. As I've gotten older, I've started to feel like dipping sauce is the same thing as steak sauce. That if what you're eating's any good, you don't need dipping sauce. Oh, yeah. They they weren't good. Oh, well. I forgot to, I forgot to season it. I went real white on it. Hate to hear that, Mary. Turns out which, whatever <laughs> shit you made wasn't any good. <laughs> he said that. Dave. The, yeah. Yeah, that, the other guy. I don't know why I'm pointing. I don't even know why I'm pointing to Dave's monitor because only I can see the monitor and y'all yeah. can't. But over there is Dave. Um, yeah, over here. <laughs> hey, hey, Dave. All right. Wait, <laughs> hey, wait, 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 hold on. Wait. Whatever happened to me being on the screen back there? Is that is that broken? I we really couldn't figure it out because I don't have a live feed of you. I just have the show, so I could have the show, but then it would show me now. Well, it should show you now because you're on now. I know. But yeah, I, I don't know. Things disappear sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really can't. We we got to get a hell of a lot more sponsors and subscribers mm -hmm. and Patreon supporters for the show for us to do any more bonus content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get a solid producer in here. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of bonus content, we are now a, like 11 minutes over. Yeah, what are we doing? So guys, <laughs> buckle because we are getting ready for a knockdown dragout interview with one Pete Canones talking about Israel and Palestine right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Our guest this evening making his fourth appearance on the show. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, you you may have heard this guy. He is the host of the Pete Canona show. That really gives away who the guest is before I announce who it is. Getting Liberty right. Uh, you can find his show absolutely freaking everywhere. And and by the way. Back on the old show, on the Gold Standard, whenever we wanted to do an episode where we were going to talk about how all cops were bastards, we always said to ourselves, I wonder what Pete's up to. And now, now on the new show, when we're going to do an episode about, you know, the Israeli and Palestinian crisis, we think to ourselves, I wonder what Pete's up to. Pete Canones, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I have opinions on this, so sure. No, no. you don't have any opinions on this. I, I've, also, I've also changed my opinion on the police. But it's still completely negative, but from a completely different other other direction. 
Well, that's just because there's just so much meat on that bone. That's what <laughs> I know. that's what it is. <laughs> Man, how how you been doing? I I, I always want to catch up with you to see how your life has been evolving as you've joined the objectively correct part of the country. Well, I mean, I've um, you know, still being called a Nazi, still being um, called a fascist, and leaning into it as much as possible because it pisses people off. But um, you know, having a good time. Moved out into the middle of nowhere. Um, I'm on DSL internet right now and yeah, you know, surrounded by chickens and cattle and, um, enjoying myself, enjoying life. Do you, do you remember when I remember when DSL was brand new and it was, it was, it was, it was marginally better, but really the only, the biggest difference was, is you didn't have to pray to the, to the computer gods who would go deep, deep, when you were starting getting on the internet, that was basically the biggest change. And, but that was enough. So I was, of my friends, I was the first person to get DSL. And I remember a friend of mine coming over, and I had Kazaa pulled up, if anybody remembers what Kazaa is. Mm-hmm. And I was downloading songs, and my friend looks at it and goes, your slowest download is 10 times faster than my my slowest download. I mean, your your slowest download is 10 times, yeah, faster than my slowest download. So I was like... I'm, I guess I'm the cool guy, you know, but now I'm not. I mean, I'm literally on 15 megabyte download internet in the middle of nowhere. But today I ordered Starlink. It's going to be up on the roof and mm. yeah, things are going to be changing. Isn't that the one where you're going to be able to shoot missiles at Russian Russian craft with that? I'm hoping I'm going to be able to like hack NATO stuff just so that, you know, these people who are fighting right now don't decide they want to relocate to Ukraine. I want to help as much as possible. All right. Well, you know, that that's fair enough. Uh, you know, by the way, you know, another neat thing they had on that Kazaa was women having sex. They had porn on there, but uh, this was before I became a, you know, became a godly man. Um, it, it was like all the same file, just it was labeled differently. So you spent hours and hours trying to find um, material, as you've um, described, but it was all the same. <laughs> hey, you know, once upon a time when when you had to have your computer beat boop and then you had to download for an hour and a half to get like a 15-second clip, it DSL <laughs> changed the world. It really turned boys into men, all right? That's all I'm saying. DSL, I mean, even still today, I mean, the only problem I have really is, I mean, obviously slow downloads. I have no upload. Um, One of the ways I was able to crowdfund Starlink so quickly is I told people that when I want to upload my episodes and anything, I put them on my phone, take them into the center of, take my phone into the center of town right next to the Verizon tower, and I upload from my phone. I have no upload speed here whatsoever. Nothing. Wow, that's so, dedication. With Star- I mean, that was my main thing with Starlink, getting Starlink was having at least two megabyte per second upload speed because right now I'm at, it, it's advertised 0.75, but for most applications, it doesn't do anything at all. But I'm, I'm willing to bet you're going to say that all of that's a fair trade to be living where you are now. I am living in a place where, oh my God, I mean, we we forget to lock our doors at night. Um, when I look out if, at 10 o'clock at night, if I open the front door and I look out, it is just dark. All you can see is stars. It is 
just absolutely amazing. I'm surrounded by chickens. I'm surrounded by cattle. One of the first friends I made when I got here owns a chicken house. So whenever I need eggs, I call him. The eggs are maybe three days old, four days old. Uh, most of them are double and triple yolks. I mean, ugh, it's um, I, I wouldn't trade this for the world. I, mean, I, 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 I've said this on on other shows, so I'm sorry that it's not exclusive for yours. But my bedroom is right there, and I plan on dying in that room. The last thing I plan on seeing is my, you know, looking at my wife's face in that room right there. <laughs> Well, uh, boy, speaking of being surrounded by cattle and, and dying in your bedroom, so there's there's been there there <laughs> I'm sorry. There there's been some awesome recent segue. news. Yeah, thanks. Uh there's been some news recently going on. And and you know what? I, I told you before we started the show, I gotta tell you, when I see when I open up the news for all of five seconds, because I don't watch the news. Big big surprise. I don't watch the news. I don't give a shit. Um, and I see that do you Israel... get your news off of Twitter like I do. Yes, I get my news. That, yeah, that's exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. Uh, I, I know our, our producer Dave here. He always tells me he gets all of his news from memes. So he has to wait until there's a good meme on a topic before he even knows what's going on. So I'm educating him. Okay, good. That's oh, good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I get to the point now where when I see Israel and Palestine trending, I just, I don't care. I don't click on it. Cause I mean, it's like, look, I already know. I already, I don't have to click on it. I already know what's going on. Um, and, and I got to tell you, I don't really have anything to say about what happened. I really don't. I, I feel like I only have things to say about the response from people to what happened. Because there's just so many dick shitters out there with ice cold opinions about everything. And those are the only things that I really want to address. Do you, do you have a similar attitude about it? Well, immediately what I saw was that people who consider themselves to be right wingers are Israel simps and mm -hmm. that the, that what I, you know, what is properly called the dissident, right. And even some of the people on what I would call the dissident, right. Uh, where I guess I would put myself, that's where a lot of people put me. Um, they even failed on this one. Um, they, <laughs> a lot of them immediately, immediately did like the whole, they became libertarians overnight. They're like, these are people who like um, talk about how, Zionism is a scourge on civilization, but as soon as Israel gets into some kind of conflict with some brown people who pretty much look like them for the most part, but don't sound like us, then they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to side with the terrorists. So they basically, a lot of right-wingers and even dissident right people reverted to becoming um, just basically spouting Breitbart talking points. Sure. And, you know, when I look at what's happening right now, I see, you know, what the Balfour Declaration in 1917 was bound to produce and what the founding of Israel in 1947, 1948 uh, was always going to produce, you know. But there is a there is a question, and I've raised this on my episode 948 of my show and on a live stream I did the other day, which a lot of people aren't asking about Israel and Palestine. And that is if these people are so primitive, barbarians, rapists, murderers, uh, apparently 
um, I, I, I had flashbacks to the war in Iraq, the first war in Iraq, because I'm old. I yep. remember the first war in yeah, Iraq. Baby killers, right? Baby killers. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's 40 babies on gurneys. If you believe that bullshit, you're retarded. You bought into any kind of Zionist propaganda propaganda that's out there. It's actually properly called Hasbara. You bought into that, and you probably bought into it in 1992, uh, in 1992, when they were talking about how, oh my God, Iraq went into Kuwait and they were taking babies out of incubators, and it turned out that that was the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador who was like 16 years old. She was claiming to be a nurse. I mean, if Kuwait has nurses that are 16 years old, those babies don't stand a chance anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, this is all – I don't trust any of it. It's bullshit, and it's my – what I consider to be the enemy of the West against people who have no effect on my life whatsoever. So this is literally an example of the enemy – of my enemy is my friend and yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, yeah, I, <laughs> I take sides on this. Well, okay. So I know we're probably apologize to everybody. We're probably going to jump around a lot. And that's why I copied my notes in both of our scenes tonight, because I, I feel like we might jump around a lot, but you, 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 you already talked about kind of the, 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 the right side of the political aisle uh, just, just, just going hook, line, and sinker. And, and I know a lot of people have tried to score those cheap points of, well, how can you be anti-funding Ukraine, but now all of a sudden you're pro-funding Israel, mm -hmm. you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and, and look, don't be wrong. Obviously, they're they're making a point there. Um, and in fact, I even had I, I wanted to share this just because I saw this right before we were getting ready to go live. You know, our 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 esteemed uh, Republican Speaker of the House, McCarthy, is out, and a lot of people think Jim Jordan is the favorite to be the next guy in. So let, let's check out what this this new paragon of freedom and limited government constitutionalism has to say. Rockets are raining down on Israeli towns right now. We need we need to immediately help replenish Israel's stockpile of Iron Dome missiles to protect more innocent civilians. Why? More innocent civilians from getting killed. Let's make sure Congress can unite and assure Israel has what it needs to destroy Hamas. It's just it's it's just new boss, same as the old boss, isn't it? These are people who, when cities were on fire in 2020 did absolutely nothing to try to stop it. In the United States, why would I give a f about Israel when these same people did nothing to stop it in the United States? And, and I know also, too, a lot of people have pointed out um, uh, Daniel McAdams has really been all over this over with, with Ron Paul. Danny's the best. Yeah, he, I know. He really but, is the best. So, so he was. He's he one was, of you know you know Danny's one of the one of the inspirations for my return to Catholicism too. Well, there you go. So, so he was the one. He was retweeting uh, RFK, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and how he is just so in lockstep with the establishment in Zionism. He he's the guy who right now. So this is the, this is the anti-establishment candidate who has end the forever wars in his profile, right? And this guy f feels like he's being blackballed by the DNC. He wants to run as an independent. He thinks he's the guy to fix all of these woes, and yet he sa he says exactly the same things 
Uh, of course, of course. Keep in mind, it's it's extra it's extra sad for him being a simp for Israel because there's no amount of bending over backwards for Israel that are going to make the people who hate him love him. That's not going to happen. They're still going to hate him. It's just all he'll have done instead is drive away all of his own supporters. It's actually fascinating to watch people destroy themselves in the eyes of their supporters in real time. Well, I will say this, and I'm not bragging. Um, this is all due to the people who listen to me. Um, I'm a podcaster. I've been podcasting since July of 2017. Um, there are a lot of people that I could have had on my show. I make my living doing this. I work out of my home. I write and podcast full time. I can pretty much have whoever I want on my show. And I didn't want RFK on my show. Why do I want somebody who I know fundamentally disagrees with me on the most important things? Yeah. Why would I want to have Vivek Ramaswamy on my show when I know that this person was took money, got money from George Soros in the past, and George Soros is one of my sworn enemies? Yeah, I do three episodes a week. Sometimes I come down to the to the wire and I'm like, I need a guest. I need a guest. Okay, why am I going to have someone on who I don't agree with? And I've had people on in the past that I'm ashamed of having, and I've deleted some of those episodes. Um, and I deleted them. Some of them I, I haven't deleted, but I deleted some of them I deleted because the people just turned out to be absolutely abhorrent. But is that why I can't find my show anymore? <laughs> you, you'll you find it there. Um, but yeah, it's amazing to me that if somebody agrees with you on one thing, it's the whole James Lindsay thing. I call it the James Lindsay syndrome. James Lindsay is against the woke. Yet he's a staunch atheist who believes that the right wing is even more dangerous than the left wing. He would rather see left woke win than right wing kind of, you know, far right kind of takeover. And yet libertarians, right wingers, Christians ask him to come and speak at their conferences. Yes. Does anybody have any fucking principles anymore? Okay. I mean, I have, when you look at my, my lineup, who the people that I have on, I may have people on, have on, you're like, who the hell is that? But I guarantee you, if you listen to someone like Dietrich Ostman, he is going to give you more knowledge and he's going to be more honest than RFK Jr., Vivek Ramaswamy. I know people who had Jordan Peterson back on in 2017. And look at what Jordan Peterson's turned into. Yes. Just a drug addict. A, I mean, a total scumbag. He tweets now like a 17-year-old girl who's on SSRIs. I mean, come on, people. Find your people. Stick to your people. And it, even if you don't think that you can destroy what this t horrifying regime is, just stay with your people. You can win if you're with your people, even if it's locally. You know, I do it locally. We win here. We do what we, we do, do what we need to do. We don't suffer crime here. We don't suffer any kind of um, supply line or distribution interruptions here because we're the ones that can, we're the ones that basically control that. We're the ones that create it. Stop it. 
you only want to be with people who are 100% on your side. If you are dealing with people who are not 100%, if you are associating, if you're putting your name next to people who are not 100% on your side, they are going to disappoint you every single time. And that would bother me. It bothers me that I had Thaddeus Russell on my show seven or eight times back in the day. And it turns out that this is a guy who ended up on Tucker Carlson with some New York professor from the SUNY system in, in New York, in New York state talking about taking the age of consent down to zero. That kind of stuff bothers me, but it seems like it doesn't bother other people. And I'm not saying I'm better. I'm just saying that I have stand, have higher standards. That's what I'm asking people to have. And when it comes to bring this back, when it comes to Zionists, they are, as far as I'm concerned, they are the sworn enemy of civilization. And anyone who would say, well, I'm just going to ride the fence on this one because I, I'm not going to back the terrorists and everything. The, if, the enemy, if, if the enemy of my enemy is my friend ever meant anything, it should mean something this time because these Palestinians, they have no influence here. The only Palestinians I actually know in the United States are Christians. So you know, I, I'm, I'm just floored by all this. I'm, I'm disappointed. I don't think that the United, the United States even has a right wing. I think the right wing is um, what – Ron Paul uses the term when it comes to people who actually want liberty remnant. I would say the right wing in this country is actually a remnant, and I proudly am consider myself a part of that. And I think a lot of the people that I associate with, um, they're, they're there as well. Well, th- th- there was one aspect that I, I wanted to get your your thoughts on, and uh, there the not not to be too tinfoil hatty, but there's there's definitely people out there and. God forbid I'd be included among them, who the type of people who would say all wars are bankers wars, the type of people who would say that, you know, war wars, especially in the modern world, wars, wars really don't happen for any genuine legitimate reason. Wars tend to be um, conducted. They, they, they tend to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They tend to be created out of thin air in order to fund the military industrial complex. And, and for that person, like say you have Joe Bob here and he's a conspiracy theorist and he thinks, oh, well, you know, they're 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 fighting against funding Ukraine. That war is going to come to an end soon. This is this is just them starting a new war so that Raytheon stock can keep going ever upward. The mainstream would have you believe that's nuts. But then when you hear reports that come out today of that there, of course, there are Congress is already working on an aid package for Israel, a new, a new aid package for Israel. Good luck. Get, I mean, won't but they have problems getting that through without a speaker? Well, that being neither here nor there. But the point being is, is that they're trying to tie Ukraine funding to the bill for Israel funding to try to silence those holdouts who are against the Ukraine funding by by playing the Israel cars. Like, well, I know that you, I know all of you random conservatives want to fund Israel. Well, you're going to have to fund Ukraine in order to do it. That I, I feel like that sort of activity domestically is certainly not allaying the fears of the conspiracy theorists who all think it's a big fucking game. Well, 
and I there are things in this that I've seen are obviously psyops. A an event can be real and have psyops in amongst it. I mean, 40, 40 babies have been taken out on gurneys. Um, they're going from house to house. Um, I mean, all of this stuff. I don't even believe the whole um the whole rave thing. Oh, 215 people who were at the rave. I don't, I don't believe that at all. I mean, I'm sorry. I just don't. Um, but what I do look at is even if this is a banker's war and I mean, I I agree, I, I agree that most, um, you know, if you look at the weapons that are being used. I'm sure not all the weapons on the Israeli side are Galil's. I'm sure that some of them are going to be American weapons. Um, I've heard rumors that the weapons on the Hamas side may have come from Ukraine, which means they came from the United States, which I think is hilarious because it would be American weapons um, going against Israelis. And that's just hilarious to me. Um, and I'm sorry, I just don't, <laughs> don't, why would you want to fucking live in a country that you know is on stolen land and that you are, you, and that the Israelis keep these people there? I mean, that's another thing is why would these, why would the Israelis keep these people there? They call them, they're a sworn enemy. They're yes. savages. They're monsters. Um, you know, why would they keep them there? It seems to me at this point they would have either genocided them <laughs> or uh, th that these national socialists, which is exactly what Israel is. It's a national socialist society. It's a blood and soil society um, that they would have either genocided them or moved them out, made some kind of plan just like the national socialists in Germany made the Havara plan to try to get all of the Jews to leave Germany and go to Palestine and to start restart Israel. Eichmann was a part of that, spoke perfect Hebrew, um, was a Philo-Semite, which really beg, uh, doesn't beg a lot of questions, but raises a lot of questions about um, why they went and seeked him out and brought him to Jerusalem to try him in 1960 for crimes in World War II. Why did they bring him to Israel? And why did they bring someone who was so friendly to the Israelis? And why did they keep him in a glass in a glass cage during it, where they would shut off the sound whenever they wanted? Like he may have said, "I like you people. Why are you doing this? I tried to help you." Oh, okay. Um, so, where was I? Sometimes I just sometimes I just <laughs> no, like no, no, no. Spew, sometimes it's... I like to spew out facts that um, mm -hmm. most people don't even realize. Well, I, I actually we, we got to take a quick commercial break, but I, I want to put a pin in that because I when we come back from the break, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the Palestinians being kept in the open okay. air prison that okay. they're in yeah. and why that might be. Guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be back with absolutely no incendiary material featuring Pete Canones <laughs> right after this break. Don't go away. It's Too Late with Alan Mosley is proudly supported by Fox & Sons Coffee. Fans of It's Too Late use code ITL and receive 18% off orders of $25 or more. Shipping's always free on orders over $37.99, so get yours today at their website, which is www.foxandsons.com. It's www.foxandsons.com. 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are still joined with my friend Pete Canones. Pete, you, you mentioned there in the commercial, so you enjoy some Fox and Sons coffee, do you? Oh, I mean, it's that's all I've been drinking every morning now for a few months. Steven sends me coffee all the time. Um, I like the Den Blend. That's my favorite. That is absolutely, I mean, every morning. Um, my wife and I just love it. I mean, I I don't know where, I mean, it's so oily too. Ugh. It's, do you do you like the Den Blend light or the Den Blend dark? Dark. Now, now, see, that's really interesting because I I have the light right here, and I'm under the understanding that Den Blend lights are smarter than Den Blend darks. Well, you know, considering I'm five percent dark, yeah, I mean, you gotta you, okay. still have a high still have the high IQ. It didn't affect me at all. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I, there's only so many lines Pete is willing to cross on one episode. All right, so. To, to get back to what we were talking about a second ago, so I, one, one of the things, because again, the only things that really bother me are the responses that you see from people. It's not really what happened, it's the response to what happened. And one of the things that always kills me are all of these token talking points. You know, the, these are the, the Ben Shapiro certified talking points of, look, if, in, if innocent civilians die, they're not innocent civilians because they support Hamas. Uh, if... Look, they, they were given a warning. We told them 48 hours in advance, you got to get out of town. So if they're still there, then they're just going to be gleefully meeting Allah. Um, you know, look, they can leave anytime they want. They can they can leave Gaza, and, and they just refuse not to. So, first of all, it's all bullshit. And, and second of all, where, what do you mean leave? They keep them there. It's it's just it's such a weird di dichotomy you, of saying, look, they can leave anytime they want to, except for if they try to cross this fence, we'll blow their goddamn brains out. Well, and they're in an open air, what's been called an open air concentration camp, and that that's not people on the outside who have called it that. Israelis, Jews have called it that. People who live there, they call it an open air concentration camp. Where are they going to go? I mean, if I was giving here, oh, you have forty eight minutes, forty eight hours to get out. Well, well, fuck me. How? What? Where am I going to go? Where are they going to go? I mean, they live in a prison. You know, so they say, here's another thing to the PSYOP. Oh, Hamas just fired 5,000 uh, 5, rockets into uh, Jerusalem. How do they get 5,000 rockets into a prison? Yeah, absolutely. It, it must have been the Russians, I think. Well, or well, it's the Iranians, obviously, because you sent the Iranians six billion dollars two weeks ago, and and all of a sudden, in six weeks, they were able to get acquire five thousand rockets and ship them into Hamas. Well, I mean, I mean, am am I? Is there something? Am I fucked up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely understand the feeling. And speaking of that, since since we haven't really mentioned Hamas explicitly, I, I want to read you a quote really quick and get your sure because I'm I'm willing to bet you've probably read this quote already. Did I write it? <laughs> no, trust me, you don't want to be the person who's who this is attributed to. Okay. Anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state has to support bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas. This is part of our strategy to isolate the Palestinians in Gaza from the Palestinians in the West Bank. Support, support bolstering Hamas and transfer money to Hamas. That's their strategy. That's Benjamin Netanyahu, March 2019. Yeah. Who created Hamas? Well, 
I'm I'm asking this question to people because they I'm sure most people don't realize that Israel, the Jews, created Hamas as a hedge against the PLO. It's their golem. They created this. They get to deal with it. Yeah. And I mean, that's why when I see what's happening and it's like, okay, you went into a land in 1947 that wasn't yours. You claim that, that it's biblically yours. You have no proof that any of these people are descendants of the people from 2000 years ago who are from Judea, who were the Jews. I mean, you can only make the claim that you're you're one of them. The DNA, even the DNA places, um, I've done DNA through 23andMe and Ancestry.com. What they say is people who have told us that they're from this section of the world, your DNA matches up with them. So most of my life, I thought I was like 25% Ashkenazi Jew. I took the DNA thing and they're like, no, you're 1%. Okay, well. I could have been one of those people who was like, well, you know, I'm 25% Ashkenazi, you know? So, um, you know, if you match, take my DNA and anyone else who does this test, just match it up with mine. And now you're automatically a Jew. So the DNA tests are all bullshit. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about a people who went in, in 1947 and just basically said, we're Jews. This is our land. God promised it to us. It's an openly, very openly atheist society, so it's total bullshit. And they pretty, and they just no, they didn't pretty much. They displaced the people who are already there. There's this whole lie. There's even a song, um, a land for a people, uh, a land for a people, um, a land without a people for a people without a land. It's a lie. It's a lie. I mean, there were people on there. There were. People who lived on there, who had been living on there for generations upon generations, and they displaced them. And they eventually ended up putting them into, um, you know, basically prisons. And I'm supposed to feel bad for this people. I mean, Israel Shahak, who was a, a Jewish scholar in the 20th century, said when, it, when, you look, when you really examine Zionism, it really makes the Nazis look like pussies when it comes to blood and soil. It's mm. like a it's like Nazism was a pussy version of Zionism. Well, one of the things too, because there's there's still so much I want to touch on and we we have like two minutes left. Uh is so we're so we're probably gonna go over. Uh is there, there, the concept of, because, you know, wh whether people label themselves as libertarians or not these days, I, I try to not speak in broad, generalized terms, unless it's for the sake of humor. That makes it worth it. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. That makes it worth it. Uh, but there's still the people that say, well, look, it, you, you can say that Hamas is responsible for this attack, but the Palestinians and Hamas are the same thing. We're not, because you hurt us, we're not going to differentiate between the, the generic family living in an apartment and a terrorist organization. They're all the same. It, 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 it kind of harkens back to that same thing of, look, you had a chance to leave. You had a chance to not support them. Now you're going to be a human shield for Hamas. You you support these terrorists. And uh, our mutual great friend, Tom Woods, had, had this to say on the matter. My government has spread misery and destruction all over the world, but since my fellow citizens and I haven't been able to overthrow it, I guess we should probably all be bombed and bulldozed. 
Mm-hmm. Same energy, right? Well, I mean, Scott Horton talked talks about this um, in Fool's Errand, Time to End the War in Afghanistan. He details the war crimes that the United States United States soldiers committed in Afghanistan. Should we be held responsible for somebody who was going around cutting people's ears off and keeping them in a pouch? Yeah. Should we be responsible for mass rapes by American soldiers? Should we be responsible for rapes of um, young boys who were done in front of their mothers to try to get them to speak by male American soldiers? No, I don't think so. So, when I look at the when I look at at Gaza, you have Hamas and you have a bunch of people who are trying to just live their lives in peace. Six to anywhere from I think I've heard anywhere from six to fifteen percent of Gaza is Christian. I guarantee you those Christians don't want anything to do with this. They just want to live their lives and keep going to um you know, keep going to their their liturgy on Sunday. Well, on a on a on a similar note, because we we've talked a little bit about people just really failing to answer the bell whenever really when it whenever any major thing happens. I mean, we we saw it with COVID, right? Lots of people failed to answer the bell on COVID. That you know, before COVID, they all claimed to be small government, you know, and, and libertarian, you know, anarchy, libertarian, whatever. Yeah. And you, and you're seeing the same thing here again. And 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 I'm I'm not going to name names, but there was a. Uh, a particular Laubert from Libertarian Inc., who basically their their public statement was, well, look, I sympathize with the innocent people being hurt by this by this tragedy. Comma, but... but yeah, and what does but, Michael Malice say? Anything before but yes. the political statements to be ignored? Yes. <laughs> but, comma, but, you know, the Palestinians, again, he's not differentiating between the Palestinians and Hamas, but we'll, we'll even let that go for this moment. But the Palestinians have committed atrocities. They killed innocent people, and that's not the appropriate way for them to handle their situation. Therefore, I support Israel in whatever response they have against Gaza. Our, uh, you want to talk about another great guy, uh, my good friend Kyle Anzalone. I love Kyle. Oh, Kyle's uh, great, yeah. Kyle only had this to say in response to Mr. Libertarian Inc. He simply said, please list for me all the acceptable ways for Palestinians to defend themselves. These are are the strongly worded letter Republicans and Libertarians, right? Yeah. Well, what I would ask that Libertarian is, um, if violence happening and being committed is... Um, a no-go and it's all right for the government, the state to go in and stop it by any means necessary. Um, is it okay for the federal government to go into the South side of Chicago and stop the crime there? Camden, New Jersey, South mm-hmm. Bronx. Sure. Um, yeah. Is it okay for that? Oh no, it's only these terrorists. You do not, do you not think that these black people, these you know, whomever these people are in the south side of Chicago who are causing all of these problems, are they not terrorists? They're shooting, what, 70 people over a weekend? You know, 20 people die? This is mm-hmm. on our land. Not even this land over there that everybody seems to think that, you know, my favorite trope is 
um, that Israel, you know, if Israel didn't exist, the, you know, the Middle East, I mean, the whole world would just go to crap. It's like a socialist country. They're not a democracy. It's the only democracy in the Middle East. Um, they're not a democracy. They're a socialist country. Um, they're a ethno state. You can really only have any real standing there if you take a blood test and prove that you're a Jew. Um, I mean, <laughs> should we start doing that here? Should we? I mean, why is it okay over there? You know, why is um, why does Israel have borders and we don't? And it was so nice to see Israel's borders shattered. I, I'm you. I couldn't be happier because when I look at the people in the United States who advocate for open borders, most of their last names would be very at home in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I look at um, I look at this and I'm like. This was a long time. This was a long time coming. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to this. I mean, I have some conspiracy theories about how this goes and why this happened and exactly what's going on. But yeah, you know, I mean, they're they're just conspiracy theories. I mean, um, a lot of my conspiracy theories usually come true in like six months. I have a really good batting average. Uh, it really sucks. I, I mean, if the things that I've predicted that would happen, especially in like um, the American political landscape, especially when it comes to libertarians, my former group, um, I would be in the Hall of Fame at this point. But um, I look at a lot of the world that look at Ukraine. I mean, I don't think you can look at what's happening now and discount what's happening in Ukraine. I don't think you can look discount what's what happened in Syria um, in the 2010s. I think this is all related. And, you know, people want to say, oh, I don't want to support Hamas because, you know, the, the Jews in Israel, they look like me and they sound like me when they talk. And those people in, in in Gaza, they don't look like me and they sound like savages when they talk and they act like savages. And they just ignore that when, you know, Israel just sends bombers into Syria and bombs Christians and kills them. And then people want to go, Pete, you know, you're really anti-Semitic when you talk about how you how much you hate Zionism and you 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 even use the term the Jews every once in a while. And it's like and, you know, it's not all Jews. Right. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, people say Germany invaded Poland in 1939. And I don't think it was all Germans either. So I guess, you know, I'm only allowed I have to police my language when it comes to the Jews, but nobody gets to police their language when it comes to anyone else. Well, I've I've always I've always thought it was funny, tongue in cheek, that people sometimes when they're looking at history, they'll muse that I wonder how like I could never be a part of this. I wonder how the average German citizen could just go about their daily lives knowing that all of these terrible things, you know, like, oh, they're setting up concentration camps and they're killing people. How could how could the average German citizen just turn a blind eye to that? And my answer is, well, I don't know. Have you heard of Israel? Like they, they seem to figure it out. So I'm sure they could, I'm sure you could figure it out too. But yeah, but well, I mean, and the, you know, did the average German know ab- about these things and were these things really true? How many of these things were really true when they were talking about, I mean, Dachau was in existence in 1933. 
Yeah. They well, were putting they were putting people in there who were um, against the against the National Socialist Party who had just taken power. Okay. So they're jailing their enemies that just like this regime is doing when it comes to January 6th and things like that. But a lot of people, especially libertarians, don't have any problems with that. Um, well, I, I definitely don't want to get into how many because I know some people inflate numbers for, for effect. But to to kind of bring all this full circle. 60 you know, babies on gurneys. Oh, the, the latest one that Ben Shapiro tweeted out that already has 6.1 million views is is they're, they're hunting down pregnant women in the street and carving the babies out of their stomachs and leaving, leaving, the, leaving the babies to die on the sidewalk, umbilical cord in hand. And by, point, did he literally use 6.1 million just so that he didn't use the number that no, was no, no, used? No, that's, no, over... no, 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 that's how many views his tweet already has. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just a coincidence. But, it's ironic. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, to, to kind of bring this full circle, is so some, So maybe in, in reflection, we, we kind of just ask the rhetorical question, well, why then is there such a heavy slant towards being pro-Israel amongst the U.S. state as opposed to the other way or just neutrality or, or, any, or any other position? Why is, the, why is the United States government, again, I shouldn't be saying it's people, but the government, why are they so pro-Israel? And of course you have why this, this, why don't, you, why don't you put up the, uh, put yeah, up the graphic. you have this little graphic here that Ryan Dawson shared. Oh, there's uh, this, how about the secretary of the treasury, the attorney general, the secretary of Homeland security, the director of national intelligence, the white house chief of staff. How about the secretary of health and human services, the secretary of state, deputy secretary of state, secretary of state of political affairs, the office of science and technology, the director of the CIA, the chairman of the sec and the U S assistant secretary of health. They all have dual citizenship with the same country. Take a guess. Well, you know, and there is a post that was scrubbed from the Internet. E. Michael Jones saved it. Um, the Biden White House and his immediate um, um, the people who work for him immediate, even beyond people who work in the White House, has 457 people of Jewish descent. It's 2 percent of the population. Why are they so overrepresented? Yeah, absolutely. Why are they so overrepresented? Oh, is it because they have these incredibly high IQs? It couldn't have anything to do with nepotism, right? Like one gets power, and that's what happened with Stalin. I mean, everybody talks about Stalin's purge of Jewish people. Oh, why did he purge them? Because he would find out that one would get power, and then they would give power to another, and they would give power to another, and all of a sudden he's surrounded by people of Jewish descent. And what they're doing is they're trying to undermine him. And well, of course, Stalin was a maniac. And so what did he do? Um, he would send them, he spent a, sent a bunch of the Spanish Civil War, actually. But when they came back from the Spanish Civil War, what did, they, what did he do? He executed them. Um, I'm not saying, that, that, I mean, I don't want that. I just don't want these people to have an influence on the polity I live in, the country I live in, or my life. I mean, when I look at them, when I study, because I've read, you know, I'm not one of these people who is like an internet anti-Semite. 
I've read Sombart's Jews and Modern Capitalism. I've read Critique of uh, um, Culture of Critique by McDonald. Um, I've read um, early uh, what is it? Early Jewish Policy in Medieval Europe by um, Bachrock. I've read all these books and the Jews because they were kicked out of their homeland in they were scattered and they went to a bunch of different places and there is a meme that they were kicked they've been kicked out of 109 countries while true that doesn't really explain the problem this problem is that they were not only kicked out of 109 countries they've been kicked out of a, over a thousand locations now <laughs> Orientals have traveled the world, have been traveling the world for 2,000 years. Indians have been traveling the world for 2,000 years. When I say Indians, I'm talking about dot, not feather. Um, how come they haven't been kicked out of everywhere they go? What's the problem with these people? And what I've come down to from my research is, and Werner Sombart's a really good source on this is they they're very intellectual, which is a positive. They're very rational. That's a positive. But they're very subjective in their morality. When you combine those three together, you do not want that in your quote unquote civilization. It seems that everywhere they go, there's a problem. They cause a problem. And the people rise up and kick them out. If I had 109 ex-girlfriends who all kicked me out of their house, probably after like the 10th, 20th, maybe the 70th, I would start saying, I don't know, maybe the problem's me. What's the problem? And of course, I have to come back to this. It's not all Jews. If you read Solzhenitsyn's 200 Years Together, which is a history of Jews in Russia and Ukraine from 1792 to 1992, but the first chapter also covers centuries before that. Um, you see that they would go, they went into Russia and they would immediately cause problems, but they would not only cause problems for the host country, they would basically enslave their own people. So there was this five or 10% leadership that would even tax their own people to death. They would actually literally, they would, in Russia, they would lobby the czar so that they wouldn't have to pay taxes. And the czar, just because they were, because the czar was just like, these people are the most annoying people on the planet. I'm going to get agita if I have to deal with them any further. Okay, you don't have to pay taxes. Why were they saying, why were they lobbying, oh, we don't want to pay taxes? So that they could tax their own people in their own communities and they would tax them out the ass. I'm, you know, I'm just looking at history and I'm not looking at the deli Jew, the person who's, you know, goes to work every day and wants to go home and just watch reruns of Friends as awful as I think that is. Um, I'm looking at the big picture and the big picture tells me that, um, I don't know, something happened and it seems like everywhere they go and they get power, they get influence problems happen, civilization starts to crumble, and they eventually get kicked out. And my conspiracy theory is, is that it would be really fucking ironic if Israel 
as it is termed today, was country number 110. But if it is country number 110, I think they've been setting up Ukraine for the place that they would go. So there's my conspiracy theory. Only in that, the rest is history. And that history of what they did in Europe, what they've done in Russia um, over the last 2,000 years, that's not up for discussion. That's 100% true. And if I need to be called an anti-Semite because of that, I'll deal with it. Well, on that note, uh, tonight's guest segment has been overrepresented in tonight's one-hour runtime by about 30 minutes. So <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up there. But, Pete, where can people go to get more of your content and support your show? Um, <laughs> I'll just say this. Um, somebody that I know from – I lived in Auburn for a year and a half uh, before I moved up here. And I met a gentleman um, who lived down there. And when I first moved there, he asked me to, you know, he's like, hey, can we go to lunch and everything? And I'm like, sure. We went out to lunch and we had a good time. And he contacted me the other day and he goes, he, yes, today, actually, he contacted me. He goes, you know, I've listened to your show since you were Mance Raider in the Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast. And recently you've been talking about the Jewish people so much. It annoyed the hell out of me. He goes, but. After the last few days and watching some of the things that these people are saying, maybe I need to listen closer to what you're saying. The Pete Quinones Show, all podcatchers for now, and um, PeteSubStack.com. I don't really talk about my Substack is I try to be as white pilling and try to be as positive as possible on my sub stack that I can every once in a while I'll throw a black pill in there and be like, I don't know how we're going to get past this, but, um, I try to, I try to provide answers. I try to talk about what I'm doing, moving out to the middle of nowhere where none of this, where, where very little of this affects you and where you can actually build up a uh, support system and everything. But the podcast is, um, where you're going to hear more of, you know, what we talked about today. Well, on that note, we're, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to leave people with a great big white pill to end tonight's show. And, and the white pill is going to be you succeeding in the bonus round. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. All right. I want you to visualize this. So you know how when you go to Olive Garden, they bring out that big, huge bowl of salad. And they and then, you know, imagine, you know you've got some you got your greens in there and maybe you've got some peppers and onions and you know, maybe maybe you got some bacon bits, so you got some protein in there. You got your croutons, so you got some carbs. And you know, they pull out that little cheese grater and say, "Say when," and there they are. They're just grating the cheese. But you're a you're a man, so you make them grate the whole block. They're gonna earn their minimum wage. And so there there you go. Now you've got your great big bowl of salad with all the ingredients. And so the question is, are nachos a salad? I would need to know all of the uh, all of the ingredients. If there's lettuce in there, if there's tomatoes in there, yes, if there's there salsa in there, if there's um, olives in there. Yes. I mean, I had a salad for lunch today, and I put nachos in it. Fuck yeah, nachos are a salad. That is correct. Nachos are indeed a salad. Pete is Pete's a veteran. All right, he's not going to come on here and get stumped by a no-nonsense question like that. Of course, <laughs> of course, some some loser like Tom Woods wouldn't get it right, but Pete Canonez 
he aces it. Pete, thanks so much for being back on the show, buddy. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it. Guys, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Mosley. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, if you're more of a listener than a watcher, get us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Thanks to Spotify. It's too late with Alan Mosley or Alan Mosley TV. Uh, Dave, do you have a final thought? That was a, that interview. That was that was long. Yeah, I I see I see you're just deer in the headlights right now. Yeah, just, you no, you good. didn't awesome. you didn't know there was that much to know about Jews, did you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, memes have not been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. We're you know what we're only 13 minutes over. What do you what do you think after party? Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Ooh, definitely. What do you I'm, What do you think, Shane? Oh, after quick. party? Is he Is he Is he still here? Did he go? He's, he's there. Okay. Shane, are we doing an after party? <laughs> yes. I was just okay. being quiet. To... <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for watching another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week. He He was trying to do a joke on you. Do a little sneaky. It didn't work out too well. (laughs) That's funny. We would have got more views if you and Nico had done that thing on here. Oh, yeah. Wow. Now, what's that thing they're talking about? Ooh. They don't know, but to be honest, these people don't listen to us anyway. So, no. They're just here for the meme. Yeah. Once the meme of the week is over, it's just quick. Yeah. Hmm. You guys are hard workers over there.